Welcome to the Consulting Edge podcast. If you want to find out how to turn your knowledge and expertise into a consulting business, find your edge and become a seven-figure consultantpreneur in the digital age from startup to scale up, then this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Masood Hassan, and every week I'll take you through practical content that you can use to turn what you know into a lifetime of multiple income streams, work less and grow faster smartly. These are methods that I actually use to do my own consulting work and how I built up my own consulting business over the last 25 years. For each episode, I'll create a custom action guide so you know exactly what steps to take to help you get results really fast. My ambition is to change the future of 1 million people to break out on their own and create new business value. 1 million independent consultants, 1 million stories, 1 million futures. So be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join me now for this week's episode. Hi, everybody. How are you? Wherever you may be, welcome to episode six of the Consulting Edge podcast. And it's all centered around product ecosystems and how you can build them. I hope your week's been really good. Mine's been busy as usual, and I'm sure yours has as well. You can imagine with all the events happening in Europe, what impact that's having. And I think that a lot of companies are trying to transform their businesses into something that's going to be able to deal with that sort of disruption. So we had COVID to begin with. Now we've got this disruption around how do we manage the transfer of products across borders, where actually not only is it difficult now to trade with countries that actually are at war with each other, right? Certainly what's been going around in B2B consulting, particularly in Europe, is this whole transformation of how you get the business to operate in a very flexible and agile way. So there's been a lot of conversations that I've been having about making an organization more agile. And anyway, that's been my week. I'd love to hear what you've been doing in your week. And I also want to understand what are the real key things that you're interested in. The more I get that interaction with you, the more I can actually get to be able to tailor this for you in a way that provides you real content and value. Last time we spoke, we were going through the three critical driving forces of a consultantpreneur. I'm really excited about bringing you today's episode because it sort of encompasses everything that we've been talking about over the last few episodes around the whole area of your expertise and your knowledge and so on. This is the third critical driving force, and it's all centered around product ecosystems and how you can build them. And what I'm going to talk to you about today is how do we actually start to take that content that you've got that starts to drive real revenues for you. My experience of working in consulting organizations is that they struggle with the whole idea of knowledge management. You know, whenever you talk to a number of these organizations, they're always talking about, well, people are leaving. There's a lot of transition going on with the workforce that we've got. And they're all struggling with this whole idea of how do we actually get a hold of all the knowledge that's been generated through not through multiple different projects that have been going on in the organization. And then how do we put it all together so that we can actually capture it and put it in a place where we can go back to it if we need to re- refer to it? I think a lot of consulting companies need to start thinking very smartly about how they manage that content and how it can be structured so that it could easily be found and sold. So in the work of consulting, you're constantly creating content and IP. I mean, it's inevitable. The number of times I've sat down with an executive and sketched out something out on a clean sheet of paper just to create an idea or express a suggestion, even writing a solution or an approach to solving a problem. I mean, it's all content and we forget how many times we do that. And the problem is with most consultants, if you're like me, you end up producing this by default and you naturally pick up a pen on either a whiteboard or or a piece of paper and you start to sketch down and we're in automatic mode. And all of this is really valuable stuff that can be packaged and sold. Most consulting businesses use the concept of core strategic offerings. 
or core offerings, but they're all the same sort of thing. They're all propositions. They're all positioning the fact that you have something to offer of high value that is actually meaningful and beneficial to a prospect. But often those propositions or offerings are actually disconnected islands of content, which sort of spread across the business. When you're on your own, that's all with you. Now, the core offerings is probably where 80% of business is really done. And it's usually the main consulting service. Now, this model makes sense, but it's also flawed because it assumes that everybody wants the same core offering. And that's simply not true. I mean, it's a solution in a box to solve a problem and it comes at a high ticket price, but not everybody will want that same solution to solve their problem. And I suspect that need that you have with that prospect is going to be slightly different. But one thing is really clear. Having one service offering isn't going to help you scale your consulting business. You don't need more products. What you need is a structure around your core product that attracts prospects at every stage of the buying journey. It's fairly obvious to me. The higher the price point of a core proposition, the longer the sales cycle. So let me ask you a question. If your core proposition is the only thing you've got, then what do you do while you wait for someone to buy your core offering? Now think about that. If you're having to sell that core offering, and it's the only thing you have, and you have long periods where you don't have any work, then what do you do? Your core offering may be the only high-ticket item you've got, but your content ecosystem will allow you to make sure that the prospects are drawn into the core offering after they've had a chance to taste of some of what you can do before they even get to the core offering. Most consultants treat their content as assets or artifacts that they hand over to the client as deliverables. And every project probably has got a set of deliverables. Now, if you're like most consultants, you probably find yourself stuck in a rhythm of some kind. You're moving from one project to another, you create assets as requested, and then you move on and you never have the time to structure it at all. Now, I call this asset-centric consulting, where you only produce artifacts for the project And that's probably relevant at the time for that particular client that you're working for. Now, at first, this might feel helpful and even productive. But look, en masse, one-off assets and project campaigns do virtually nothing to expand your consulting business or sphere of influence. To consistently draw customers towards your business at scale, you need to purposefully create an ecosystem of high value that's interconnected with all the assets. It's what I call interconnected content. In order to do that, You've got to really start to unpack and then repack what your content structure is and what your content is so you can sell anytime, wherever your client is in that sales journey. Now, for example, if you've ever gone into an Apple store, if you bought Bose, if you bought any of the high-end products, you'll notice they're very, very nicely packed. Every time you buy one of those products, the packaging is wonderful. You can see the quality. And as you open the packaging, you notice that every single item has got its little location. They've got this fancy packing inside. It's all wrapped up beautifully. And as you open it, you peel off the labels and you peel off the protective coverings. And when you hold the product in your hand, you think, wow, this is great. And that's the Apple way. Look, it's not just about packaging. What Apple have done is that they've created a product ecosystem, an ecosystem that revolves around all of the things that they design and develop and all of the experiences that they bring to you. It's actually got an interconnected set of products. They all work together, they all have a purpose, and they all add value. So the essence of what you're trying to do with your content is to package it the Apple way. Now, the essence of your ecosystem is to make sure that clients don't walk away with nothing, or at least they're incentivized to take something from you, even if it's free content. Look, it gives them great confidence about you, and it builds a rapport in a way that goes sort of past making a cold call or convincing them of your core offer. 
Now, when the pandemic hit, I was left under no doubt that digital content was the most critical, vital power base for influencing, educating, acquiring, and retaining consulting clients at scale. Now, what I'm going to share with you is how to build that power base. With every consulting business, you'll have four types of prospects or clients. Those that have never heard of you or know you exist. Those that have heard of you but don't know what you do. Those who know you and know what you do but never worked with you. And of course, those current clients that you're working with right now. Now, there's strategies to manage all four of those categories. But what you can't afford to do is let yourself fall into a trap of creating average consulting services and products for average people just because that's what everybody else is doing and it's the same for all four categories. It simply doesn't work. Therefore, you need to tailor your offerings into what I call layers that appeal to all of those different categories, wherever they may be in their sales journey. Now, if you want to maximize your income, you've got to make it easy for prospects at every level or category to be able to enter your sales pipeline at every potential opportunity. Any interaction with the prospect is an opportunity to get them onto your pipeline. The only way to do this is to have multiple layers of attraction to what you're offering. So let's just consider a difference. A one-off asset sort of amounts to scattering raw content across the digital universe. But with an ecosystem-driven approach, you create a content solar system with its own gravitational pull. Each new asset reinforces the other. It creates a collective experience that becomes stronger and more effective as it expands. So here's how I've broken down the model I use for my own consulting business, and I'm hoping that you can implement it in your own consulting business as well. So most consulting companies, as I said earlier on, will start with a core offer. And it's the one thing that drives their whole client acquisition strategy. It's the one thing that drives the campaigns, the email shouts, the connections, the referrals, the conversations, and your pitches. But I really want to clarify a couple of things with you before we go on. There's content, and then there are products. Okay, Now, content is stuff you create because it's IP, it's ideas, it's diagrams, it's sketches, it's methods, it's approaches, PowerPoint slides, project deliverables, and so on and so on. It's probably the key thing that a lot of consultants do. And it could be written, it could be verbal, or it could be visual. And then there are what I'm going to call products. Now, a product is something that's packaged and priced to give a remarkable value. The Apple way. So content on its own just doesn't do it. You've got to get all that content together and structure it in a way that becomes a product. So any prospect will buy at any stage of the client journey they're in. Now, you've got to step back a bit here. You've got to look at this from a prospect's perspective. So this is no longer about you driving your own pipeline and your opportunities from your perspective. Step into the shoes of the potential client and think about their client journey. Now, it's easy to map that out. Now, client journey is simply a way to describe the chain of interactions that begin at the moment the prospect sort of perceives a need. You know, I want help to resolve my business problem, please, and continues until that need's satisfied. And it often starts with the prospect searching for a solution. How many times have you gone onto the internet and said, oh, I'd like to find out how to do this or how to do that, or I'd like a little bit more information about a particular topic that you're probably researching or looking into? It's sort of followed by some sort of reinforcement and consideration and some sort of comparison to what you already know. Then it sort of goes into a purchase mode and then maybe into implementation and follow-up. Now, your content, therefore, has got to be structured in a way that supports that journey. Now, you may need to plot out your own client journey for the type of consulting that you want to do, but it's clear the emphasis is that all the way through that journey, your content must be aligned to provide the prospect maximum experience of who you are and what you can help them with. Well, first of all, how do you align content? 
Well, I've structured five essential components that define a successful content ecosystem. And it's what I use, as I said earlier on, but it's what I think is going to be valuable for you as well. The first component is something I call content value streams. The second component is content portfolio. The third component is content anchors. The fourth component is content connections. And the fifth component is what I call content power surges. And all of those are interlinked. So here's how they work together. So component number one is content value streams. Let me just explain what that is. Now, content value streams are collections of content, and they're sort of buckets to support a specific stage of the client experience and the journey that they're in. And it provides real significant value to them. In an ecosystem, products across content value streams are connected to create a seamless client experience. When we think about an always-on content ecosystem, there's sort of four content value streams typically make up the big picture. So the four value streams within content value stream as follows. And we mentioned them last time in episode three. So value stream one could be gifts. So gifts must be valuable and meaningful. They've got to be given freely and therefore they're relatively low cost to deliver. They also provide the first glimpse of who you are. It's a discovery of, wow, I never knew you existed. Where have you been all my life? And they can highlight symptoms, causes, they offer insights, they're sort of light bulb moments when people discover there's something out there that might be useful for them. And they sort of pitch the next step. So there's no expectation on anything in return from the prospect on this. Value stream two is around prospect offerings. So a prospect offering should provide you with a route to sharing your ideas and philosophies and methods really pretty much to the world. They're also there to capture vital information and insight about a prospect in exchange for that offering. So things like contact details, pain points, major topics of interest, they're also there to support you in speaking about your target market, about your why. It allows the prospect to get a really good understanding of who you are, what you stand for, and what you do and what you can offer. They also convince the prospect of your credibility as an expert in the field and industry and the differentiation that you hold. Now, value stream three is around core offerings. And we mentioned those a number of times before, but this is probably the most compelling offer to solve the client's problems. I mean, they're there because they're core solutions to a problem that prospects might be facing. A client offering provides clients with a complete solution end-to-end. It's probably where the bulk of your thinking has been so far, and it's probably the bulk of what you deliver to customers right now. Value Stream 4 is what we call uplifts. I mean, these are designed to provide additional services to existing clients. I mean, it's a logical next step that arises after the initial problem has been solved by your core offering. So that's component number one in terms of the value streams. Component number two is all around your content portfolio. Now, Within each work stream, there'll be a mix of content. So if I took a value stream one, which was gifts, and I looked at the portfolio of content that I put in there, you probably include things like PDFs, reports, templates, maybe blogs, perhaps podcasts. I mean, there'd be free guides. There'd be free events. They'd also provide the best answers to their question during the search. Now, these are moderate in value, and there's no commitment for the prospect to tie into. It's all about making sure you provide value to them. Now. The content for value stream two, which is around prospect offerings. Now, these are things that would help diagnose problems. These might include self-assessment diagnostic tools. They might be methods, approaches. And what you do is you're sharing the whys and the whats, but you're not sharing the how. Now, those examples might include self-assessment, online courses, or copies of research and reports. They are high value. There's a low commitment to them. You're not paying tons and tons of money for it, but they are providing you with some level of monetary value in order to get the prospect offerings to them. If I look at the third value stream, which we spoke about the core offerings, 
the content for that, I mean, these are products that are sort of packaged for results. They have a value and a time associated with them. They're also tailored or standard solutions to a client's problem. This is where you may be asked by prospects to develop proposals, and it's based on your core offering. At this stage, you should never be in a situation where your core offering is fully designed. I mean, you need some level of flexibility in your core offering to be able to tailor it to the client's needs. These are high value products and they have full commitment. And this normally turns into a project or an assignment of some kind. Lastly, we spoke about the value stream four, which was uplifts. Now, uplifts are there to continue the journey and the momentum that you've built up with the client. They're natural extensions of the core offerings or they're expansions into other areas of the business where you can add value and they provide reoccurring revenues. Ultimately, these are new solutions with complete full commitment from the prospect or client. Okay, so that's the second component that we've just gone through in terms of content portfolio. The third component is all around what I call content anchors. Now, content anchors are broad topic areas you want your business to be known for in the market. Now, these anchors determine the topics and subtopics that the content throughout your ecosystem will cover. Think of content anchors as the themes that organize your content and anchor down the essence of what you do. Especially when you've got limited resources, content anchors will help you strategically anchor your content around what matters most for your business. Okay, quickly moving on. The fourth component is around content touch points. Now, your ecosystem is as only as strong as a connected tissue that binds it all together. So content touch points are vital to ensure that content within your ecosystem is built to, number one, reinforce your topic and authority, and number two, lead prospects through the purchasing journey in a sort of organic way. So think about how you embed one piece of content with the other and how that supports the overall message that you're trying to convey. So it's no good providing a free report if you're not going to refer to, for example, a specific tool that might be useful for the prospect to take as a next step. It's also critical that every touch point with the prospect that you have conveys a call for action. Every piece of content in your ecosystem has a role to play in the customer decision-making process. Based on how your content aligns with your prospect's decision-making journey, you can reasonably predict what content and call for action will appeal to those that want it and what the next step should be towards learning about their solutions. It could be that the next step is a strategy consultation or registering for a webinar to learn more about a topic or to sign up to your newsletter to receive updates on issues. The final component of the ecosystem is what I call content power surges. Now, with an ecosystem of content built around a core set of topics, you can now dynamically configure related products into sort of rich value-based experiences or campaigns, which I call power surges. While you're always on content value streams, steadily increase your topic authority and expand your digital reach. Power surges capitalize on timely topics to give your consulting business an instant additional lift. Now, a power surge involves taking a cluster of your content on a timely topic and promoting those as a series over a specified period, really to capitalize on rising demand. So for my business, COVID was a great example of being able to really push through solutions that might help businesses, particularly around supply chains, to get through those challenges. But I had to use content in a slightly different way and repackage it so that I actually could get a power surge. And what that created for me was an instant demand of activity, and people were really interested in talking to me about future projects on how we can manage those challenges. So there you have it, the end of episode six. I do hope that's been valuable for you. And if it was, please don't forget to give a five-star review on your favorite platform to help spread the word. Okay, so we've really covered a lot of ground in this episode and in the previous two episodes. If I just recap, there were three core driving forces of a consultantpreneur. Radical clarity, mastering leverage, and content and product ecosystems. 
what I suggest you do is maybe go back and just revisit some of those areas again and find yourself some time where you can actually go through and start to plot some of this out for yourself. Start to structure your thinking and your business practices around those three driving forces because they are important. They're the essence of what you're going to be doing. And if you've really thought some of that stuff through in the long run, it's going to be beneficial for you. As always, if you've got any questions, please don't hesitate to email me on Masood at theconsultingedge.co. I'll be happy to go through any details with you and answer any questions that you have. And if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, please do so. I'd be delighted to hear from you. In episode seven, I'll be going through the five stages from prospect to client and how to navigate through each of those stages. So remember, it's not complicated. Organizing your content will help you in the long run and provide clarity in what you're offering. What content ecosystems do is enable you to maximize the interactions you have at every stage of the client sale journey. It takes effort, but it's worth it in the long run. As you progress with the connection and engaging with the prospect, you make it easier for the prospect to get a level of confidence and desire to do more with you. Now, as I said earlier, selling a single core proposition in a cold market, it's not easy, particularly if nobody knows you. To build up this confidence level, it's important to excite the market about who you are and what you have to offer. And this makes sure that they get exposed to your content in the right way. As a consultantpreneur, you've got to think differently and approach the market in a way that makes it easy for your prospect to engage with you at any part of that life cycle in the sales journey. Ultimately, what you're doing is getting prospects automatically coming to you as the go-to person. And that's what gives you the consulting edge. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm truly blessed. I hope that you managed to get some real value and insight from this week's show. Don't forget, you can sign up and download each action guide for free or email me directly on masood at theconsultingedge.co if you want to connect. Hey, I'd love to hear about your story and also to let me know what you'd like to listen to on any of the future series of the podcast. Until then, here's to your continued success to find your consulting edge, become a consultantpreneur and be part of the One Million Futures.